0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Corey with the Unqualified Commission Podcast. Unfortunately, Ryan has had to step out. He has some very important uh, school finals tomorrow, and um, trying to get him to come here, I understand that he he needs to get his rest. So um, unfortunately, it's just me this week, uh, but I did bring a special guest. Um, We talk about him all the time on the show, how wacky he is and how much corn he shucks, but... uh, this is my pastor uh, Tony Derricotte. Uh it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on our show. Um, welcome. Uh,
1: it's it's an honor to be here on unclassified documents with <laughs> with Huck Rogan. I've been looking forward to this my whole life since I was a wee lad in West Beijing. So I'm um, I'm tickled to be here. It's an honor to be here, we all guys.
0: Well, well, thank you for giving us the time of day. Um, we do like to stir the pot on this uh, this show, um, but that's what that's what the fun is. Uh, but this week, we have uh, an interesting topic, and and all three of us probably come from different backgrounds and have different beliefs, um, but uh, unfortunately, Ryan left me to fight fight this huge, educated man, so <laughs> I'm going to do it by myself. But before we start, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Uh, dear only Father, thank you so much for letting us gather here tonight, Lord. Lord, I ask that you give us the words to say, and that you give us the truth, and you inspire us, our listeners to hear what you want us to say, Lord. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen.
0: So, flat earth theory. So that's a, that's a pretty deep topic in uh, Christianity, and uh, it's liable to get you thrown out of the church. I I, I grew up very southern uh, Baptist, traditional believing. And I'm not dissing the Baptists, but I can tell you right now, they do not believe in flat earth theory. And uh, so that's that's kind of where I came from. That's where I was raised but, as doing this study and doing a bunch of this research this week, I have probably changed my mind on a lot of things that I probably was pretty stubbornly believing in. Um, but, we're just going to, to, to be 100% clear. Ryan, Tony, nor myself believe that the Earth is flat like a CD out there just floating out in space. That is, that's not what we believe.
1: It's a record floating in space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but, uh... That, so we want to get that out, out of the way. And another thing is um, we have done a lot of research and we've done a lot of study into this, um, but we, we still may be wrong. So if you uh, are more educated than us and you feel that you have an input, feel free to email us at commission at gmail.com. Um, I do not want you to believe that either of us are uh, – Conspiracy theorist, maybe Tony, a little bit, but uh <laughs> just a little <laughs> but uh we are just going to go over tonight what the scripture says. We want you to pray and fast and lean on the Lord for your own beliefs um so don't don't take our word for it, read it for yourselves, but in researching this, I have found that a lot of my thinking growing up was probably wrong, but so so, Tony, won't you tell us? I'll let you kind of walk us through what you believe at a core, you know, looking at a high level and we'll, and we'll deep dive into that. Uh,
1: once, once you well, kind of... you know, you said you was raised Baptist. Uh, I, I was raised kind of a charismatic church of God background on that. And um, this is something that we never talked about this among thousands of other things in the church was never talked about, you know, and you have questions and, and people want to know answers and whether you're right or wrong, you know, you need to know where you stand and, and, I believe that's one of the things in, in America and the church as a whole is that everybody knows what grandma believes. Everybody knows what pastor so-and-so believes or what this book says, but but what do you believe? So for me, um, if you're, whatever you're going to believe in, you need to, to die on it. I mean, if you, if you believe this, you need to be ready to defend it. And, um, so I, I would kind of always, when I, people ask me this question, they're like, do you really believe in a flat earth? And, and, I stay I start by saying this. I said, Well, I said, here's the thing. I said, I believe that we don't know everything out there. And it's difficult to believe the things that are told to us and, and without the scripture and prayer and fasting you can't find really answers to what you need. So my journey probably started like many flat earthers. I remember our conversation a couple months back when I told you this, she's like, dude, you're crazy, you know. <laughs> and, and I would I would have thought that that anybody had told me this, that you're an idiot. I mean, that, that would be my thinking. So one of the first things that, for me, to get into the scripture because I I, I look at stuff and then take it back to scripture. What uh, was? Can, can I talk about the airplane stuff? Is that certainly. okay? Yeah, yep, I, I, I didn't know if we were censored here. Or oh, what? I mean, so I you can talk about
0: anything you want to. <laughs> um, of course, uh, being a pastor, but uh, we're. We're, we're just trying to point out that we right. may not know all the answers. Yeah, well, without so, a doubt. You can, you can... On this and many other things, you know, this is <laughs> one of many.
1: Um, well, you know, for me, uh, it started out by looking at planes live and, and at the flight patterns, and, and a lot of people have different things about that, but that was what started my interest in this. And then I got to say, well, you know, these guys are, are insane. This is – there's no way. And uh, then I thought, well, can you go off the edge and this and that. And, and I began to realize that um, – our world, uh, and I've always known this, but but our world is so much bigger than what we realize. Even even the afterlife, you know, you know heaven and hell and, and those things. So with if we talk about giants too in the Nephilim. That was when I was younger. That was something that captivated me, and I went back to the scripture and began to read about these Nephilim and about giants and about six fingers and six toes. And everybody knows about David and Goliath, but there's the king of Gog and his bedstead, and there's um. Numerous references to giants and Ishboshenob, the giant that David never killed. You know that would have killed David. <clears throat> so with the, this is the same thing as I went back and began to look and study and look into the scripture. And the scripture begins to talk about the firmament, and and you begin to look and look at all this stuff, and then you say, well, well, why is this important? And as you begin, you know, uh, people can study this for themselves. It's not like it's hidden, and and people try to defend this and that. And I want to say this too right off. I think a lot of people. When you say the flat Earth, you know they think, oh, well, it's a CD in space, and you fall off the edge. But but I tell people that you have to understand. I believe that the the plane that we live on, the 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 Earth, is just a small part. If you were to look at it, it, would be like a an olive on a large pizza. That there's so much more past that and above us, and so much that we don't understand and we don't see. And I think sometimes it's kind of arrogant of us humans to think we've got it all figured out. Even pastors and religious people, oh, this is how it is. We, we don't know how it is, you know. So anyway, you go back and begin to look at the firmament and look at what the Word of God says. And just real quickly, you know, Genesis 1, 6 through 8, you know, the verses 14, 17, 20, all this refers to the firmament. You get in Psalms 19 and 1. and and, uh daniel 12 and 3 all there's there's tons of scriptures about the firmament there's scriptures about it being immovable unmovable and uh you you can study those out the 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 biggest question is is why you know we we for me i I go to the scripture and and look and see and um and study and and i begin to to go down path and and watch conspiracy stuff watch crazy things on, on youtube and then It it turned into watching scientific stuff and people actually doing scientific experiments. And um, there's so much stuff out there that there's misinformation on both sides and stuff that we really don't understand, that we really don't know. And at the end of the day, why I feel like it's important uh, to know what you believe, not just with this, but with with many things, you need to, to know what you believe is that they tell us that there's billions and billions of solar systems and and tens of thousands of galaxies out there and that we're just floating around and it makes us really insignificant. And um, I I feel like at the end of the day that God made us in his image and and there may be other people created in his image elsewhere, somewhere. And you you get into, Paul said, I was caught into the third heaven. And my personal belief, and I'm not saying I'm right on this, I'm just saying how I believe, is that that's dimensions he was talking about that we we don't understand it. There's a, the firmament the first the first heaven is where we have our 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 sky, the second heaven is where the sun moon and stars are, and the third heaven is, is where where God is our, our dimensions. And you know this this gets really deep, and there's a lot of people, and, and you're probably going to get a lot of stuff about this. You know, saying, hey, you know this guy's crazy or this is right or this is wrong. But I, I'm not here to say I'm right or wrong or someone else is right or wrong. I'm just saying, this for me. It's just what I believe from what, from what I've studied, from what I see, and um, I normally don't talk about this unless somebody asks me. And then when I they do ask me, and I tell them, I get the same reaction: "You're a fool. You know, you're an idiot." And, I, and, and my next thing is, "Hey, just study it for yourself. You just look and and read."
0: So I I will be the first to admit <laughs> I'm a I'm wrong in a lot of things. <laughs> I. I to write a doctor's degree in things I've been wrong on, and and when I studied this for myself, like you're saying, I really found that the scripture does really highlight the firmament, and so so I highlighted. So you brought up Genesis uh, one seven, and, and you said one through eight, but I, I I explicitly highlighted verse seven here, and it said God. And I'm reading from the NASB nineteen ninety five version, but the, I have different versions here. But
1: I have the Rick James versions, what I use. So it
0: says, um, God made the expanse and separated the waters from which were below and the expanse from the waters which were above. And the expanse, it was so. And so I have a reference Bible, and um, a lot of the words, they have uh, footnotes that will kind of walk you down a path to help you study. And in the footnotes on uh, expanse, it has a letter A, and it says, or firmament. So N-A-S-A-B recognizes that the... The best translation was probably firmament. That's but,
1: King James Version is the firmament, is what it says. Um,
0: so, and if you look up firmament, um, it it's kind of uh, convoluted with beliefs because you can tell that if you look at like uh, a flat earth website, it's going to tell you a dome. Mm-hmm. That's the simple definition of a firmament. And if you look at more, um, you know, sides against defending that, it would say that the firmament is a solid object that means the heavens of of the earth. So both of those are kind of hinting at some kind of layer or some kind of dome or some kind of spear or some kind of covering that is covering the earth. So both can agree that it's not just a CD out there. See, no one. Is, I I feel that no one's arguing that it's a CD out there, but we're arguing whether it's a full spear or a half spear. At least that's that's the point I take. I, I you know that's. So, um, when I was studying this, I I began to look into this very deeply, and um, I forget where it says this, but God God's word is true, and and, and there's there's a verse in there, and it says, "Test my word." You you can test my word. You know, you can, you can put it against the test of time. You can put it against the tech, uh, test of faith, the test of facts. You can, you can test my word, and it will always come true. So if God's word says something, for me, I have to believe
1: it. It will not return void.
0: Right. So, and this is where I want to kind of touch in for Ryan, because I, I've talked with Ryan very um, deep on this subject. So Ryan believes differently than Tony and I. Um, Ryan believes that the world is of course of spear. And uh, when I ask him about these Bible verses, he his answer, and this was his defense, and, he, and and we laugh about this, but he said this defense is not the best defense. But he said this is my defense. You know, but he says God spoke in parables, and God spoke in meaning and things that those people would understand. And I have to disagree with that. Um, and the reason I have to disagree with that is because Isaiah Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament. Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 22, verse 18, uh, this is the difference in, the, in Isaiah. He's talking about a ball versus a circle. And if they didn't understand a firmament, or they didn't understand a spear, I don't understand why Isaiah would be um, so insured to make sure he separates these two verses. So the first verse I'm going to read from is Isaiah 22, verse 18. And it says, Roll you tightly like a ball. To be cast into the vast country, there you will die, and there your splendid chariots will be, you shame of your master's house. So he explicitly highlights the word ball in, in Isaiah twenty two, verse eighteen. But then if you contrast that to Isaiah chapter forty, verse twenty-two, it says, It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and inhibit inhabits are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. I've never seen any dome tent uh, or a uh, spear tent. Mm-hmm. I've, all tents are dome shaped or you know like a a teepee shape right. right. So that's my when when I I too used to believe like Ryan, but that's my I guess my argument against Ryan is if he used words that were old English or old that they would understand he, he those words would be the same uh in the Greek or in the Hebrew, you know, but the fact that he translated those words translate differently from the from the Hebrew from ball into circle those are those are way two different words so this is where this was the verse that started me questioning my own beliefs, you know well maybe I'm wrong about this, and this is this is what I believe if i if I'm going to say, so I have seen earth from a GoPro. So, in my time I have sent a uh, a GoPro up in a weather balloon and we sent it to low orbit space. Uh I'm a radio operator kilo juliet 7 echo golf November is my call sign. And the radio club we sent up a camera and we and and that was the thing is I I wanted to test whether the the world was a globe or a dome, you know, or flat. You know, I want to see it for myself, right? So I did I wanted to ensure that I did not use a camera with a fish eye lens. Because that's that's a whole other, you know, slice of this pie is, oh it's a fish bowl, it's a fisheye, or it's you know, you're seeing artificially stretch you're seeing a panoramic effect because of that lens, right? And so to um I guess confront that, I wanted to make sure I used just an never everyday GoPro camera. And so when I seen the Earth from low orbit space there's definitely a curvature, definitely. So there, there's no question in my mind that it's at least a dome. There, there's no way that's flat. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, but that's where I would recommend our audience. You know, if you're interested in seeing it yourself, see it yourself. You know, absolutely send up the camera to space and look at it yourself. But the biggest thing I have that que- makes me question my belief, because I, I too was a spear theorist. I, I believe the world's completely Heli- spiritual. heliocentric um light pollution and Ryan and I were talking about this so have you ever seen one of those maps from low orbit space where the lights are so intense that they can be seen from space so like in big cities you can see mm-hmm. the um the lights so the question i have is if if the world was a globe in australia right now australia is in the southern hemisphere right Australia, and I don't know exactly, but I think it's the sixth largest city on the, in the globe, uh, sixth um, largest central city. So to me, uh, if I'm thinking just with my little brain, with light pollution, how could you not see the dark side of the globe because of artificial light being emitted into space? One side of the globe would be emitted by the sun. The other side, now it would be grossly dimmer but I still feel like you could see it. The fact that we cannot see the dark side of the globe 0% when the sun is not on it makes me question why, why why we can't. And so that's where, through this study, I've started looking at God's word and finding it aligns more with a firmament theory than it does with a the spear theory. So I haven't really 100% committed my my beliefs over yet. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm trying to be on a fence here. I'm trying to say I'm trying to still develop my beliefs because I, I honestly I don't know what I believe at this point.
1: All well, right, hey, Corey, <laughs> I, I tell people too, you know, they I think when they, we're, we're talking about more of a plane, you know, when we say the flat earth, that, that it's more more of a plane. You have mountains, you have everything and even if, if it you, you take like a, the difference in a basketball and a plate, when you look at a plate, that plate is not round. It, it is Flat, but it has curvature because it is—it's a circle. You know, it's not a globe. It—it's not a ball. It's—it's a circle. So, you know, people that say like like you, I sent it up and I saw the curvature. Well, okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Curvature does not prove a a globe. Curvature proves that it's a circle. You know, I—I mean, I've always felt that that, yeah, okay, there's curvature or or you don't see the curvature. You do, okay, either way but the curvature to, to me does not prove that it's a globe it just proves that it's it's round that there's a circle there
0: well to me it proves that it's at least a dome well yeah uh, well, you, you know i least, understand
1: what you're saying
0: um so but another thing that i have questioning is um every everything and i'm sure and ryan and i have talked extensively about this but there's um you know things i don't understand um for certain like hemispheres but one thing I don't really understand is God's word is very clear. Um, so another verse I pulled up is Psalms 104.5. And it says, uh, he established the earth upon its foundations so that it would not t- uh, totter forever and ever. And footnotes again, uh, that word totter uh, says or move out of place. A g- globe does not need to be set on foundations. Um, I, I grew up in construction I grew up uh, roofing and building, you know, joist and and all this stuff, building building homes. And when you set your foundations, you know, you you have to set your first corner post. That's your that's the whole building is set all, You know, is is plumbed according to that first post. But when you have a suspended globe, a globe does not need foundations. Um, in fact, um, like in the world of architecture, a globe is very hard to even build and get it right because of the 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 problem it has with um, agriculturally you know being sound. You know, it can't stand up to very many earthquakes or anything like that because there's no there's no foundation that can support a appear, you know, with with reason, you know. Um and and I'm pointing this out. Have you ever been to Disney World? Hmm? You know, the Epcot ball. Right. You know, so do you know the Epcot Ball has a, it has a special system that it's a false bottom to make it flat, so that they could balance. You know, they could support the the bottom I, of that. I didn't uh, know that the Epcot. So if you ever look at the bottom of the Epcot, it's uh, it's actually it looks pretty flat. You know, as far as like, uh, Acre, uh, you know, architecturally, um, I can not get that word out. Architecturally, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, if you look, just sauce. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all right. But my vocabulary yeah. is expansive. <laughs>
0: but, but, for me. I feel like God chose his words. He knew exactly what he was saying to be divinely inspired. So I think if, if God, God is God. God is, is obviously the all supreme being. If God wanted something to happen, it would happen. So I, and here's, here's my thing. Confusion is not of the Holy Spirit. So something that draws confusion, something that gives people confusion is the enemy's tools. So, this is a point of confusion. So, I feel like this is how the enemy, you know, the enemy took God's word in the 40 days of wilderness, and he skewed it just enough that it was a trick. It was a it was a trick, right? And so, I feel like that's what the enemy is doing in this, is trying to skew God's word just enough that it brings confusion. So, that's where, like I said, studying in this, and... Doing the research myself, I, I I would say that my beliefs are evolving. You know that I, I if somebody asked me if I was a flat earther, I can't simply say yes or no anymore. Is <laughs> there's a there's an explanation or there's a whole lot more. I would say you'd have time you got time to sit down because this is a lot more than a yes or no question. You know, but
1: yeah, uh, you know, and here here's the thing. You know, the Word of God tells us to study to show show self approved. And by no means, if I will say the biggest difference in someone that believes in the globe and someone that believes in a flat earth is I never, for me and other flat earthers that I've come across that people kind of, they never say, somebody says, I believe in a globe. I say, well, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You know, that's crazy. You're That's ridiculous. You're crazy. But all the time, all the time. Anybody that believes in a flat earth, I, I get ridiculed on, on, on a regular basis about it. And, and I'm okay with that because, I mean, that that's what I, f- I feel like it is. And and then people say, you honestly, they come back and say, you honestly believe that. You honestly think that. And I begin to, to explain to them. And, and then there's, there's there's so much scientific stuff. There's so much um, people talk about, you know, there's a, a place in Louisiana where the, the, um, the electrical stuff, grids, the electrical poles go over <clears throat> and disappears. And there's tests that they say where you can you can shine the laser and use a telescope and look across and see, you know, the expanse and pull it up, and then, then you can't. And, and, you know, here's the thing. I've not done any of those tests for, for myself. I've not took a telescope out and tried to see. There's nowhere around here that, that's straight enough to do that here in Alabama. But... Uh, I, I watch people, and I see things, and, and I see the responses. And I, I will go far is go so far as to say this. I don't know that I've ever come across someone that was a flat earther that was an atheist. And, and I'm not by no means uh, throwing out science. Science is very important. And I believe that when you study the Word of God, that science and, and the Word of God go hand in hand. If I could chase, can I chase a rabbit? Yeah, certainly. Just, just sure. real quick, okay. I tell people all the time. I tell them the story of the Ark of the Covenant, and and and, and Uza or Uzzah, whichever way you want to pronounce that. <clears throat> you know that David went and gets the Ark of the Covenant. He brings it back, and he had it on a cart with oxen pulling the cart, which was not how he was supposed to do that. And when the the cart, the oxen stumbled, and the cart hit a bump or what happened. Uzzah thought the Ark of the Covenant was going to fall off the cart. He reaches up to touch it, and it kills him dead instantly. You know, the story is really more about disobedience because David was doing things his way, not God's way. But when you delve deeper into how the Ark of the Covenant w- was made with a k of wood, and it was covered in gold inside and out, and it had always had the, the eyes, and the priest had took the wood and put it through the eyes, and, you know, I, uh, the I think it was the the rod that, that that budded for Aaron and um, some of the manna from the Israelites and the Moses in the wilderness and the Ten Commandments are, uh, I think that's what's supposed to be there. I'm I do not know right off I've you know, anyway, whatever's in there and this, this this ark being made of wood inlaid with gold inside and out, basically it becomes a, a huge static electricity, you know, discharge. And um, the science works with with God, with people say so it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, God killed him for that. Well, yeah, he did. But you know, I believe in a lot of times, in a lot of ways, things that God does can be explained scientifically. That science in the Bible work hand in hand; they don't go against each other. That they complement each other. And I believe when Uzzah reached out to touch that, the ark hadn't been touched, and I don't know. I haven't never done the research. How many years or hundreds of years it's never been touched? That he was grounded, and it was he was electrocuted. He was instantly i mean if you i think we went back we would see Burnoza. you know what i'm saying i'm and, and but the science it, it they, they work hand in hand it's like peanut butter and jelly they just go together
0: so i would definitely have to say uh, this is where i get a lot of flack is uh, because i call myself a creational evolutionist because if you look up the evolution evolution just means change over time to adapt to your situations right i believe in creation I believe in creationism. I believe in Genesis. God created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. Right, and it was formless, and and He made it for, with form. Right, but I believe evolution defines how God did it. I don't. I I too am with you. I don't believe that it's a science side or a God side. I think those go hand in hand. Like you said, those are a married couple. Those you know those. Um, I I think a lot of people. I'm okay with saying that. You know cells came together in water and got struck by lightning and they divided and became a more advanced organism, I'm okay with that. But God did, said, do all that, you know, and, but I guess I'm not okay with it because the, the word says he brought them up from dust.
1: You know, I was fixing to say, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't amoeba, <laughs> but, I, 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 and I agree with you because I say this, <clears throat> things do evolve. <clears throat> so you understand, realize when I say that, it's like giraffes. You know, their necks are longer now than they were 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Right. Uh, you right. know, it, so they say, well, there's evolution. Well, yeah, they evolved. It's, it's very simple. It, what happens is the short droughts in, in the, the drought times, all the leaves on the bottom of the trees was gone. So they right. starved out. So when they, the genes were passed on, it was giraffes with taller necks. So I don't know what the percent, percent is, <clears throat> but you have giraffes now. With longer necks than they were a hundred years ago, but because of, for lack of better words, evolution. You know, and I'm not supporting evolution, but I am saying that, that genes are passed and that, and that's, that they evolve. They're, they're different.
0: Well, and that's where you know, and this is a whole different episode for a different day. But you know, I still believe dinosaurs work walk this, walked this earth. I just think evolution has taken a toll on the dinosaurs. You know, if you look at an iguana or you look at a komodo dragon or you look at you know, they have very Ken, folks that look like dinosaurs. I'll,
1: I'll go even deeper than that. You have in, in in Africa the Mota Mbembe, the Minnetoka monster, the Loch Ness monster. I think it was in 1935 that a Plagiosaurus <clears throat> washed up on the shore of California. Its own fish, you know, they have uh, well, i not not fish tape. I'm talking a fish eye. You know, the little newspaper clippings, things. I, I believe that dinosaurs are still around today. I and think they,
0: because of evolution, because of shrinking food grounds, because of uh, population is growing and growing, and growing. You know those those and animals they've have. They've had to, you know, downsize to survive. You know, they've had to adapt yep. and evolve and to to survive. You well, know, so
1: I guarantee you, you know, a couple of these rednecks around here saw something walking the woods. They're gonna have that thing fried up on the grill. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And and you get into the Bible talks about dragons. My goodness, the Bible talks about unicorns. You want? You know, I think it's six or seven times it talks about you, the, the word unicorns in the Bible. There's no not It's in the Bible. It talks about unicorns. They say, what's a a rhinoceros? Well, you you look in those scriptures, just just Google them, look them up. Um, It it talks about the blood on the horn, and it's not talking about a rhinoceros. Right. And, you know, when you look
0: at Revelation and the tribulation and the rapture, you know, there's things, uh, you read through those, and beasts that have a horse's body, that have a lion's head, that have... We ain't never seen anything like that. Uh, we have certainly not seen right. anything like that. So I wholeheartedly believe God chose his words very carefully, and he chose the words he wanted to say. Because if he didn't, I don't think he would have given us that verse that you can test my word. Right. Test my word. He oh, yeah. He gave us the the challenge to test my word.
1: You know, make, make no bones about it. You can write a book about stuff I don't know, Corey. You, you can write a book about stuff I, I can't explain. And, and I think that sometimes human nature is if it's foreign, or we can't explain it, we, we immediately discredited it. <clears throat> we immediately throw it to the side. There, and, I, and I shared this story with you. There was a TV show uh, called Viper that came out a number of years ago, probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And I always liked that show. And it was a, a Dodge Viper, and this guy fought crime. And it was gray, and the thing it turned into a pickup. <clears throat> it could go off-road. It could shoot missiles. You know, It was, it was really cool. And one day, one episode, they finished up. They'd beat the bad guys. And they were sitting there, and I was there with my dad and my uncle, and was watching. And the tires—he pushed a button. And they went from regular tires to off-road tires. And this guy starts going off off a road, off a trail, and, and rides off into the sunset, so to speak. And uh, my, my dad even said, "Well, there's no way that could happen." And I thought, I said, "Well, Dad, I said you don't ever know. Us. They could have something developing that out there right now." And, and, and dad's thought, and I love my dad, but, but he's, you know, he's, he's 66 now. Um, he's thinking there's no way that can take place, but they have tires now that can, can blow up like a blowfishers. My goodness, we have iPhones in our pockets. We have, uh, holograms and things, you know, there's these concerts that go on with, with Tupac and Michael Jackson, you know, they're 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 still alive somewhere, you know, but I, no <laughs> that's another podcast. But no, I, I in all honesty, but you know, they have they have these these people that have passed away, they they appear. And there's so much stuff out there that uh has been suppressed or we don't understand, we don't see, you know, we have a, a small town mentality and even people that live in larger areas, you know, they're saying if if I can't see it, touch it or feel it, then it's not real. But even now with all the AI stuff and the deep fake stuff. Even if you see it, touch it, and feel it, it could still not be real. So, I, I mean, that was, again, I've always kind of thought outside the box and thought, you know, what if? Or why not? Uh, I mean, even, which we're not going to talk about Sasquatch and stuff like that, you know? But I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying there is or there's not. I'm just saying there's so many things out there that, that we don't understand. And, and for us to say, immediately discredit something say that's not real without doing any kind of plausible research or or you know studying the word of god number 1 uh looking into science number 2 and just 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 doing general research you know, number 3 a lot of times we just take what somebody else told us and and, and with the, whether it's the flat earth whether it's how you believe as a christian it's, if you how you believe as an atheist you know what it was, i think it was uh was gandhi you know, I, I believe him he's the one who said this but he said he often looked at Christianity and thought what an awesome thing it was. And, what, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, what a great thing it was. And he thought, I would, I would really like to be a Christian, but I've never met one. You know, a lot of times we stand back and we say, you know, I believe this, I think this, I feel this, but we have nothing to back our beliefs. I think it's something like 80% of Christians in the church, evangelical Christians, can't even quote the Ten Commandments. was like, oh, I can quote the Ten Commandments. I should write them down. Well, usually, if you're really good, you can get about seven of them. If you're excellent, you you might get eight. Most people get about five or six. Oh, I got one for you. Was Mark or Luke a disciple? Oh, I I don't know right off. That's a trick question,
0: I know. But Mark or Luke was not a disciple. They Well... The original 12 disciples. Now, right. they were an apostle. They were right. the apostles of Christ. So it's and, a trick question. Uh, but they were, you know, everyone Everyone thinks, oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Those were, yeah. you know, those were, Mark and Luke were not disciples. And see, that's where, you know, I was for years. I, I would say I just learned that a few weeks ago. I was in Bible study, and I was like, wait a second.
1: Yeah, but you have no difference in a disciple and apostle and all that. You know, it's like, um, spare the rod, spoil the child. Not, Not in the, the Bible, right, yeah. Right. yeah. I think it says he that spread out the rod hated his child, and you know, and there's one that says folly is bound up in the heart of the child, but the rod of correction drives it far from him. I'll never forget. There's a a, a guy here close. His name is Randy, and I worked with him, and I, it was right when I first uh had been had been pastoring for 22 years, so it was about about 23 years ago. I was working at at, at Tiffin, and I was very green. I'm still very green. Still very young. Uh, a lot of stuff to learn. But but he said, we was talking when I said, You know, it's like the Bible says, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. And and he kind of frowned at me and he said, Well, where is that at? And I said, Well, well it's in there. He said, Well we'll find it for me And and I took offense to that. I was like, Dude, it's in there you know. <laughs> you know, I went home and looked.
0: It's not in there. It's
1: not in there. <laughs> and, and that's what happens when when you challenge somebody um that does it, doesn't know that doesn't have a found a founding a foundation in a belief system and whatever that is if it's atheist if it, if it's a christian if it's believing a flat earth if it, if it's believing you know that the unicorns roam the world you know whatever if someone doesn't have a foundation in any research or any uh, meat to what they believe they, they get offended that's what that's human nature they get offended and they, and they start throwing personal insults and, and different things and I'm cool with that. I, and I, by no means, are, are on here tonight saying defending that the the world is flat. And, and there's there's an ice wall. You go beyond the ice wall, and people say you know Antarctica and on all these other continents. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's difficult for me to believe that we're on a spinning ball at three thousand miles an hour, thousand miles an hour, whatever it is. I'm not scientific on that. I know you probably know that. That's spinning in a circle, and then we're spinning around the sun. It, it hundreds of thousands of miles and hurling through a solar system at even millions of miles an hour and all this is going on and, and there there's not more um collisions so to speak and, and i realize that we are considered a speck of dust um i i, I go far to say to you you look at and i've i think the moon's what 270 something thousand miles i don't know exactly but when you look at the the models, like if you made a model of the solar system, an accurate model of the moon and the Earth, the Earth is substantially larger than the moon. And all the pictures you see of the moon, when they landed on it, the Earth is kind of small. You know, and, and I know perspective comes into play and all that stuff. But I, I no matter how small or big something is, the closer you are to it, the, the larger it is. I mean, and you're you're close to that, it should be a little bit larger. You know, just just tons of different things. And at the end of the day. There's certain people I don't trust, certain people, I'm not going to use the words, but certain people that's higher up, that's over us, uh, that have lied to us about numerous things through our whole life, and now they're spouting and saying this is what it is, and I believe that America is, is pumped full of more propaganda than, than North Korea, South Korea put together. I mean, I believe there's so much still garbage put out there is... It, they use reality TV, they use commercials, they use Facebook ads and Instagram ads, and there's so much stuff out there. For me, the only thing that is unmovable and stable that you go back to, that, that you weigh every part of your life and everything you believe is the Word of God. And when I go back and study and look through the Word of God and, and, and go to reference notes and do study Bibles, um, for, for me, I'll say that, it doesn't say to me that the world is, is a ball is a globe is round. Everything I see that it says it's, it's stable. It's unmovable. There's four corners, you know, uh, there's a firmament that, that you know, ever how that looks it, it, you know, and you, you talk about when Joshua, and the sun, the God stopped the sun in the battle and, and things like that. I, I mean, for me, when, when everything's up and down, good and bad, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, the government, this, the government, that scientific, this scientific, that this pastor, this, this pastor, that for, for me, my personal thing, when I go back and read the the word of God, King James version or the message Bible, or, and you study, you know, Strong's concordance and Matthew, uh, Henry's concise commentaries and, and everything that you get, when I go to all that and and get delve into the word of God, when I come out, it, it talks about it being an unmovable plane and, you know, that. That God set the sun and the moon, the lesser sun, the, the lesser light and the greater light, and the stars were set into place, and th- that's what I gather from that.
0: So I got um, I got some verses here that I'm going to leave our audience with, okay? To do to, to do their own research, and then we want to hear from you. We want to hear from our audience once you've deep dived into this subject. We want to hear. What you've came to believe, so
1: or do you really want that Corey? I, I mean <laughs> that's for sure, I realize y'all got some ugly emails in the past, you know, but i'm I mean I, if, we, of course, this is you know unclassified documents with Hulk Rogan, <laughs> I mean so, we're jumping off in it tonight,
0: but uh so the first verse I want to read is uh job thirty seven eighteen, and it says, "Can you with him spread out the skies strong as a molten mirror?" So that's the NASB version. So I also have the King James version here, and it says, "Give me just a second.
1: Let me get my notes here in order." I I think Abraham chapter seventeen says it all. <laughs> you know, I would like to know if any, what what your listeners think about Abraham chapter seventeen. <laughs> just just the smarter ones, you know, so the ones that can really get into that Greek and Hebrew. Abraham chapter 17 points to the the truth.
0: Okay, so here's the King James Version. It says, How's thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong and is molting looking, at, and as a molting looking glass. A looking glass has a dome shape to it. Um, so the next one I have is um, this is Psalms 103, 12, and you, you mentioned this, but it says As far as the East from the West so far, has he removed our transgression from us? So, in a globe, the East and the West meet. But in a firmament, the East and the West never meet. So, for him to choose those words, as far as from the East is from the West, supports, to me, supports globe, you know, or dome theory, at least, you know. And the last one I want to point out, because everyone says, oh, you guys are quoting the Old Testament. Old Testament, all this has been Old Testament. Job is Old Testament. Isaiah is Old Testament. Well, this is Revelation. Revelation is New Testament. This is Revelation 7 and 1. It says, After I saw the four angels standing in the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth or the sea or, or any tree. A globe does not have corners. And uh, there's another verse that points out Four corners. Um, that
1: I have written down here. In, in a lot of your old school Christians use Revelations pointing to a globe. And it says it talks about the winds and um that they use those verses in Revelation.
0: So this is Isaiah eleven twelve, so Old Testament and New Testament connecting the dots, right? And he will lift up a standard for the nations and assemble the banished ones of Israel, and will gather the spirit of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Those two. And, you know, uh, if you look at the scripture, Isaiah um, actually references Revelation. Revelation references Isaiah. You, or So, you know, those. And I've always said the word of God comes full circle and, and confirms itself. Right. And that's where, like I said, test the word of God. How can someone who lived many, many, many hundreds of years before John, because John was the author of Revelation, Isaiah was the author of Isaiah. How can hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of years somebody be on the same exact page, on the same saying the same exact words, if it's not divinely written from God? And then he explicitly chooses those words. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. It has been an absolute honor and privilege to have Tony as our as our show guest. I hate that Ryan could not be here to help me defend. Well, always honored to be with
1: Hook Rogan, you know what I'm saying? It's just
0: You're going to get us in trouble with the unclassified documents. But this has been Corey. Uh, this is the Unqualified Commission podcast. We love you, and we look forward to hearing, seeing you again.